0: can happen, but we're going to get into the Word of God this morning. I might, You know what, again, it's, it's like we were sitting in the office the other day and we're just like throwing out some random stuff, you know, and um, it was Renz who kind of was, he was playing around, you know, he, like, he, he has these crazy moments, you know, and uh, we, we, we kind of, it, it, it's like a little trigger that triggers something, you know, and uh, he used the word, but God. And uh, then, you know, if you just use that word, but God, (laughs) you can go into all sorts of like, you know, you think of kind of the, you know, the old T.D. Jake style, uh, you know, when when he, if if he, but God, if he said it the way he would with the keyboard is behind him, but God, you know, and, 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 but you know, there's something about that word, but God, and it got me thinking, but God. But God, you don't have to have a but God in your life. And then it got me kind of thinking about the faithfulness of God. Because whenever, whenever that word in scriptures attached, but God, it's attached to His faithfulness. The faithfulness of who He is and, 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 and what He does and how much He loves us and how much He cares. And even though there are times when we don't feel that. And so I looked for, you know, a but God moment in, in, in one of the characters in Scripture, and I came across a guy called Noah. And Noah had a but God. And I, I don't know about you, if you if you've follow Noah's life, if you want to understand needing the faithfulness of God, uh, it's Noah. Because Noah's story is not a fable. The flood wasn't kind of a, you know, the flood was a physical thing. It happened. And in fact, by the time the flood took place in Noah's time, basically there were two floods. The first flood was, was the flood of evil that the world had, had kind of descended into. You know? uh, from one family, you know, the, 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 the world became an evil spot after the devil deceived Adam and Eve into eating an apple. Not an apple product, because they weren't around then. Now, we don't know if it, whether it was an apple or whatever, but the fact is, kind of, I believe it's was an apple because I hate apples. I can't eat apple. If I eat an apple, i get sick. It's just weird. I'm a weird guy. But don't worry about that. That's a story for another day. So, so by the time the flood takes place, Adam is thrust into an evil world, you know? And, 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 and so you almost like got this, this flood of evil. And it's so evil, it's so, the world is so evil, that, that God can only find one person left on planet Earth who actually acknowledges God. And that's Noah. Not even his family. Just Noah. Noah is the only guy. And, and, and God cares so much that he decides, actually, you know what, I'm not going to wipe out his family. I'll, I'll keep his family with him because he cares so much for his family. You know? He loved his wife. He loved his daughters. In fact, he would offer a sacrifice to God just in case when his daughters went out to party, just in case they sinned. He kind of already did a sin offering to God. I mean, isn't that an amazing thing? So God finds this guy Noah. Noah, Noah was like it. Noah was this... this, this this, this good guy that God found. But I, I, I don't know about you, I don't know about you, how many of you at 600 years of age kind of goes on the journey of a lifetime and kind of embraces? But this is after 150 years, sorry, 120 years of a promise that's given to him. So so, so so, you and I, we, we, we have a promise from God. You and I, we kind of have the call of God upon our lives. You and I, we have the promise of God. You and I have the assurance that God is with us and that he's got a plan. And it's like, you know, Lyle's just stepped into a new career, into a new job and kind of, you know, it's like, you know, imagine, imagine 120 years mission. You see, for 120 years, God Decided to, to kind of go, okay, I'm not going to wipe out the earth Im- immediately. What I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to give a grace period of 120 years. So that Noah can actually build a boat that's never, ever been built. That's never, ever been seen. Because there's never, ever, 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 ever been a dam that's been built. There's never, ever, 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 ever been rain that's come from the sky. Because everything was watered from the earth. Hello. It's like, and I'm going to get this guy to build a boat by his bare hands. Because I'm going to destroy the earth. So God chooses Noah and, and, and sends Noah on a mission. And Noah, in obedience, in obedience, has to go do what God tells him to do. And he does it. He does it because he just... He loves God and he, and he obeys God and so for 120 years he faces ridicule, he faces weird. I mean you can imagine, right? You can imagine never seen a ship in your life before. You've never seen a ship in your life before. And so, yeah you are with a, a blueprint plan and you're building. A boat that you have in your blueprint, because God says, get gopher wood. So you go and chop gopher wood and make the planks like this. So you make the planks like that. You have to build the tools to make those planks. So you can imagine the neighbors saying to, to, to Noah, excuse me, what are you doing? And Noah's saying, well, I've just gone into business. And, and God spoke to me. In an ungodly world where, there no, where no one knows God. And so God, excuse me, God, God, God spoke to you. God, you got this from God. <laughs> this business idea you got from God. Okay. What are you building? Now I'm building a boat. A boat. What's a boat? No, you see, I'm going to build a boat, a ship. You know, it's like those, those things we used to go and catch fish. This, that's a miniature scale. I'm building one as big as a stadium. Because that's how big it was. It was as big as a stadium. Just to get in context, you know. I'm building a boat as big as that because what's going to happen is that God's going to destroy the earth and, he, and he's going to kill everybody on it. Wow. For 120 years he had to face that. So, you, so, so, so so just kind of understand when you've got a promise from God, it may not be fulfilled uh, even in your lifetime because it may be for, for the next generation. Hello? It's a story, right? So Noah has to face off this, this unique challenge. I think it's a f- phenomenal challenge that he's got to face off. It's a mission that he goes on. And it's, it's, it's going to take 120 years before the flood comes to earth. So then not only does it take 120 years, Noah is 600, the Bible tells us, Noah is 600 years of age when he gets onto the ark, and the, and, 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 and the heavens burst open, and the flood, the, uh, the, the, the waters, you know, the fountains of the deep burst up, and the flood starts. And 150 days, When he's locked up in that ark with all the animals and his family. 150 days it takes for the waters to reach above Ararat. The the highest, in fact above Everest. And then it takes another 150 days after the flood stops for the waters to recede. And if you, because we're going to read from chapter 8 in just a second. Because I'm trying to build, just get you to to picture this. Because in chapter 7, it's like like midway in chapter 7, that's the last time you hear speaking about Noah. And it's like God has forgotten him. So it's like for 120 years he's in this process of building. And then it comes the flood. 150 days to get to the top of the waters. Then another 150 days are going to take to, to come down and then it's going to take another two months before he can actually step out onto dry ground so by the time he comes out of the ark he goes up he's 600 by the time he comes out on the ark and he walks out on dry ground he's 601 years of age that's one year from the moment he goes in and to the moment he comes out it's one year But for, for 300 days, he doesn't hear God. For 300 days, there's no assurance. For, it's almost as though for 300 days, there's no, there's no sign of where the flood's happening. But it's like, God has God forgotten Noah? Because you know what? When we're in the thick of it, when, we, when we're on the mission of God, and when we're trying to do the, the work of God, and when we believe, because we believe like Noah believed, in fact, there's a wonderful verse before we read our key text. There's a wonderful verse in, um, let me read this to you because I think it's a beautiful verse. It says this, um, let me find it for you, please, Jesus, help me. It just says, Noah believed God. I think it's in chapter 7 somewhere. It just says, or cha- it could be chapter 6, end of chapter, chapter 7, anyway. It just says basically it says Noah believed God, so God told him go do this, and, and he says Noah believed God, and in obedience he carried on, and, he, and 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 he goes and he does this thing. You know what I mean? It's like incredible. So 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 you 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 get a bit of context when you understand. It it seems as though God has forgotten him, but God never forgets. God never forgets. Because it's when we're in the the thick of it. And it's actually happening. It's like sometimes we battle to hear God. Sometimes we, 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 we battle to feel His presence. We battle to kind of sense Him in the midst. Of, it's like this doesn't make any sense. I'm locked up in this place. Smelly animals. Have you been to a zoo, right? The zoo's not a must nice smelling place. Hey. You imagine spending a year locked up in a boat with water that you've never ever seen as severe, as intense as this, being rocked from side to side, and you don't feel the presence of God because the Bible doesn't mention Noah up until chapter 8, verse 1. And that's our key text for this morning. And it just says this. I think this is the most powerful text in Scripture. I think this is brilliant. Look, look at what it says. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and livestock with him in the boat. But God remembered Noah. Noah. We have this calamity, we have this process, we have this journey that, that Noah's been on 120 years. He's 600, he goes into the ark, and he goes through the storm, and he's weathering, and he's on the top, and he's wondering. I wonder if, how high is the water now? Because it's not like he went out onto the deck, and he opened the window, and he going to check out. No, he does that only later on. When it's safe to do so. And he's not hearing God and he doesn't feel the presence of God. And he doesn't kind of, he's just in the boat. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and livestock with him in the boat. Notice it doesn't say, and God, but God remembered Noah and his family. No, but God remembered Noah and all the animals. And it's saying that for a very reason because, because it was Noah who was, The guy that God had covenanted with. Noah is the guy that God said, I found you. And you have not deserted me. And you believe me. And you're living for me. And you're following me. And and, and you have a heart connected to me. So therefore I'm connected to you. But God remembered Noah. God never forgets. God never forgets. God's faithful, but God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and livestock with him in the boat. And look at the next part of the verse. It says, He sent a wind to blow across the earth, and the flood waters began to recede. I don't know if you ever noticed that part of the verse. It's actually very interesting. He sent a wind. So, first of all, he remembered Noah, but God remembered Noah. Dot, 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 dot. And then he sent a wind to blow across the earth. And the floodwaters began to recede. The the word wind, he sent a wind, is exactly the same word used in Genesis chapter 1, where God speaks about the spirit. He breathed his spirit. Pneuma. Ruach, Spirit, the Spirit of God. That's what He did. So so it's like, I'm starting again. But I'm starting again through that man. Because I'm faithful. I'm faithful to what I started through Him. And I'm going to see it. I have not left Him. God remembered Noah. And you know what? For you and I, it's when we're in that that we've got to take encouragement that the fact is God's not going to forget. God doesn't forget. When He starts something in your life, He who began the good work in you is faithful in that He will bring it to completion. That's the New Testament. God's starting something fresh and something new in your life. But God... It's good to have a but God. And every time we see a but God, it's in the context of God's faithfulness. Because God remembers. God remembers. He remembers the 120 year mission of obedience. He remembers that. He remembers the 600 year old man who climbed onto the ark. He remembers one year. He remembers how long it took the waters to rise and how long it took the waters to recede. He remembers that. And He remembers every prayer that is prayed and He remembers every single thought that is thought. Every doubt. Every bit of confusion. Every bit of frustration. Every bit of kind of This can't be God questioning. He remembers all of that. And he remains faithful. But God remembered. I'm so pleased that the Bible uses the word remember in the context of God because God remembers. He remembers and when he remembers... Every time you see the fact that God remembers in Scripture, it's connected to His faithfulness. He remembers because He's faithful to the cause. You see, He said, let us create man in our image, in our likeness. Male and female. So He created them. And they were perfect. He remembers. That's what I wanted. I want to have fellowship with them. I want to have a relationship with them. I don't just want them to be my little robots where I'm going like, go left and they go left. Go right and they go right. Follow me and they follow me.
1: Love me and they love
0: me because they wound up to do so. No, I created them to feel like I feel and to love like I love. And to laugh like I laugh. And to have a future like I have a future. And to have a plan and a purpose because I have that. That's why he created us. And that's why we created different to the angels. He's faithful to that. And while he sees the misery of earth and he sees the plight of earth and he's kind of going... I've got to destroy this and start again. I've got to destroy this and, 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 and get back to the main thing because, because how, how's the world going to know that I love them so much if I don't come and rescue them? If I don't come and get involved, if I don't step in, let me come and rescue them. So the first part of the story, you kind of, you find the world in judgment, you know. And when, when Noah steps up into the ark, you find Noah in the place of judgment. Because the world has been judged. And it's, and it's destroyed completely. But the moment verse 1 breaks out. And the Bible says, but God remembered Noah. All of a sudden, redemption jumps in. Now the story of God unfolds. Now the plans of God becomes a reality. Now all of a sudden, it's like, remember this. I love you so much. I'm going to fix it. I want you. I want to redeem you. I want to save you. I don't want you to be lost. I don't want you to be broken. I don't want you to be messed up. I don't want you to die. I don't want you to kind of go to a crisis eternity. No, I want to save you. And because I want to save you, I will make a plan for you. I'll protect you. I will cover you. I will put you in a very safe place. You will have to go through stuff. You will have to experience because sometimes you're going to experience that. Sometimes you're not going to feel God there but know that He's there because He redeemed you. And this is the whole reason for it. So when the Bible says God remembers, He remembers the person. He remembers the covenant. The promises that He made. And when He remembers, it triggers something in the the heart of God. And so when when it says, but God remembered Noah and all the while, it, it triggered a reaction in God. It triggered something in him, and, 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 and this was the trigger, triggered action. I'm now about to step in and claim my boy. I'm about to step in and get into his world and show him how much I love him and show him how much i care for him and show him how much my grace is sufficient for him and show him how much i have great plans for his welfare for his well-being for his family for his future i have good things for him that's what it means that's what we seen that's it's it's god stepping into action and god hey i haven't, hey no i haven't forgotten you see we we forget easy we forget. And sometimes we've got to be reminded. Now, you don't have to remind God because God remembers. Because as the floods are coming, God's doing one part of what needs to happen. There's already been 120 year obedience. There's already been 150 days as it's taken. Now it's taken another 150 days. But the fact is, all of a sudden, 150 days, the waters are up there. It's kind of the flood is happening. And then God goes, okay, Noah. You haven't heard from me in 150 days. That's okay. I've never forgotten. You see, sometimes, sometimes there's this, this place called hiddenness. It's a, it's a place where you will never feel God. You, you, you may open the Scriptures and you, you won't find Him. You may pray and you won't get a response. But you will, you will know that you will know that you will know that you will know that he is present. And that he's holding you in the palm of his hand. And no one can take you out of his hand. You see, that's that special place. That's the ark. That's that special place. It's a place of protection. And the reason why God puts us in that moment is so that we understand His faithfulness. That when He says, I love you, He will see it through. When He says, I care, He'll see it through. When He says, it's going to be okay, He'll see it through. Because He's faithful. Because He is faithful. It's almost as though I can hear God saying to Noah, Hey, you haven't heard from me. By the way, I've remembered you. Noah, hey, Noah, it's me. I'm here. Now everything comes crystal clear. And God's saying, Hey, Noah, everything is about to change. <laughs> everything that you work so hard for. You know those moments of ridicule when you were building that boat and you kind of thought, "What? what is this plank for? And, oh, okay, that fits there. Oh, you know. I don't know if you ever watched, you know, kind of Evan Almighty, you know, where he has to, you know, you, you get a good idea. You get a good idea. It's like people, people don't understand where you're at. They don't understand this God thing. They don't understand this obedience thing to God. Oh, you're crazy. What? I mean, what you, talk, you talk to God, are you, are you out of your mind? I mean, hello, we're in the real world. It's like, what's this holding on, this Jesus thing, this anchor? This, what's this all about? I can't understand that. When we do things for God, because God has instructed us to do that, but God's saying, <laughs> no, no, hey, things, things are about to get a little bit crazy in you. You're going to see some stuff now. I'm about to do something huge now. Because because you've gone through this process. See, God's faithful, people. God is faithful. You're not always going to feel Him. You're not always going to know He's... But He's there. And He wants us to have those moments. He wants us to experience those moments where we feel totally abandoned by God. And He wants us to feel them because He wants us to understand this. I'm faithful. And I'll never leave you, I will never forsake you. When I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. If I say I'm going to do it through you, I'm going to do it through you. But God remembered Noah. The story of redemption just jumps right up onto the pages now. But God remembered Noah. And because he's saying that, he's saying... But God remembered Vion. But God remembered Debbie. God remembered George. God remembered Ethan. God remembered. God remembered. Because you see, when he was saying that to to Noah, he already was seeing you, Eugene. Because you're part of that redemption story. You're part of the main reason why Noah had to build a boat. Why he had to go through what he went through. Why he had to go through the confusion that he had to go through. Why he had to experience the pain that he, w- that he did experience. So that you and I can have the redemption. That God changed the story. From judgment to redemption. But God. God. But, God. You see, there's always a bigger picture. There's always a bigger picture. You're, you're not here for yourself. You, 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 you're here for someone else. You're here for someone else. Don't forget that. Because Noah could have forgotten. You see, Noah could have done a lot like what we do sometimes when we face. We we don't see the big picture. And we think that God has abandoned. God has left us. God is not interested. God has forsaken the plan because there's a hiccup, because there's a curveball, because there's Something that's happened. But God's going, but you don't understand. I've chosen you. I've given permission for you to be here. Because I want you to know me. I want you to know me for for who I am. But you're here for someone else. You have to make a difference in someone else's life. You have to bring a change to someone else's circumstances. You have to help lead someone else from their place of darkness into, into the place of light, because that's where they are right now. And you've been through that, and you've experienced it. But the good news is that you've found the faithfulness of God with you right throughout that whole journey. I'll close with this little story and it'll help to understand the faithfulness of God in the midst of us not understanding that sometimes there's a silence and we think God's not there but God is there. There was a missionary couple who um, went out with college friends of theirs into the Belgium Congo many, many, many years ago and they were from Norway and uh, they were fresh and young and vibrant and with the ministry call of God upon their lives and so excited about getting into the field and preaching the gospel. And so they decided to go to a certain place. And so they went to the mission station, the main mission station that was there, and they decided to, ven- to venture out beyond that. You know? The name of the couple is Sven and, 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 and Fee Flood. You can go read about them. Google them on the internet. You'll find them very interesting story. I read it years ago. And the interesting thing is that um, they lost everything. They not only gave up their lives to go and preach the gospel, but in all the time that they spent, they lost everything. And the husband lost his wife. She died of malaria quite soon into the journey and left him with a With a daughter that he had to try and fend for and look after. And she had led one little boy uh, to Jesus because um, he felt sorry for them. And 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 the villagers and, and the chief of the village would allow him to go to them because he sold them cool drink. And so they were able to interact with him and so they never ever had a convert except this little nine-year-old boy that used to come and sell them goods. Lost his wife. Had this young daughter. And he abandoned God. He decided, that's it, I'm out. And he left his child in the mission field and he went back to Norway and ended up a drunkard, devastated, messed up man for the rest of his life. And even though he got married again, he had a policy that you never ever mention the name of God. You never ever mention God in my company because he's abandoned me. I went for him and he abandoned the ship. And his daughter eventually looks him up. And she finds him married, remarried with his own children and everything. And she tries to recon... But, but he's, he's, he's an out-and-out alcoholic drunkard. He's messed up. He's a totally broken, messed up man. And she's, be able, she's able to relate a story to her father... ...who she reconciles with. She's able to, re- to relate the story to her father of the little, the little boy whom the mom had led to Christ, who had led his entire village to Christ, 600 people, but not only led 600 people to Christ, who became a speaker, who led something like a, like 200,000 200, congregants, In so many churches. See, eternal perspective. God. God was, but He hadn't abandoned the program. But God remembered Noah. He never forgets. And He has a plan. And your name is attached to that. And he will never abandon you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. In Jesus' name. It's a different word, but I think it's important.